Welcome to The Randy Report. I'm Randy Slavacek, your host. I'm also the writer and editor of therandyreport.com, where you can find me every single day on the internet reporting on the daily news cycle in terms of politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community and its allies. In this week's headlines, new polling from Gallup shows an increase in the number of adults who identify as LGBTQ in the United States. Virginia becomes the 12th state to ban the so-called gay panic or trans panic legal defense. Police in Houston have arrested a man they say used Grindr to set up a robbery and eventual murder. And the largest Protestant adoption agency in the United States announced this week that it will open its services to LGBTQ parents nationwide. All that and more in this episode of The Randy Report. A new report from Gallup Polling shows 5.6% of adults in the U.S. identify as LGBTQ. That's an increase from 4.5% in Gallup's 2017 poll. Currently, 86.7% of Americans say they are heterosexual or straight, and 7.6% don't answer the question about their sexual orientation. Crunching the numbers based on 15,000 interviews of Americans 18 or older, the sexual identity question has been updated to allow respondents to indicate their precise sexual orientation. Previously, respondents could merely answer yes or no as to whether they identified as gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, LGBTQ. Today, here's where the numbers stand. Among those who identify as LGBTQ, 54.6% identify as bisexual, 24.5% say they are gay, 11.7% raise their hands as lesbian, and 11.3% as transgender. An additional 3.3% volunteered another non-heterosexual preference or term to describe their sexual orientation, such as queer or same-gender loving. Virginia is the 12th state to ban the use of so-called gay panic or trans panic legal defenses. The legal maneuver is used to excuse a violent response to someone being propositioned by someone of the same sex. The defense has been condemned by the American Bar Association for years. Delegate Danica Rome, a Democrat who made history when she became the first transgender person elected to a state legislature in 2017, introduced House Bill 2132 last month, and it passed the House of Delegates. The bill reads in part, quote, The discovery of, perception of, or belief about another person's actual or perceived sex, gender, gender identity, or sexual orientation, whether or not accurate, is not a defense to any charge of murder or assault, end quote. From the House of Delegates, it went to the state Senate, where it passed by a vote of 23 to 15 on February 25th, with an amendment attached and was sent back to the House. The House then voted to approve the amendment in a 58 to 39 vote on February 26. The amendment submitted by the Senate extended the bill further. It includes verbal solicitation, as in being verbally propositioned, as one of the unacceptable reasons that a defendant can no longer legally present in court. The bill now heads to the desk of the governor to sign into law. Virginia joins Connecticut, 
Hawaii, California, New York, Illinois, Nevada, Washington, Maine, Rhode Island, New Jersey, and Colorado, which have all previously banned the panic defense. A similar proposal is pending in Congress that would ban panic defenses from being used in federal courts. But it's important to note, 39 states still allow the supposed defense strategy in courtrooms, although 11 of those states currently have proposals to ban it under consideration. Police have arrested a man they say used Grinder to set up a robbery and eventual murder in Houston. Benjamin Davis, 29 years old, was arrested this past week and charged with the capital murder of Victor Najer Betanzos, according to local TV station KPRC. Harris County Sheriff's officers say Davis admitted to meeting Betanzos ostensibly for sex, but actually with the purpose of robbing him before strangling him to death with a scarf. Authorities say Davis downloaded the popular dating and hookup app after hearing it was useful, uh-oh, in locating potential robbery victims. Davis began chatting with Betanzos on Grinder and eventually arranged to meet at the victim's residence in Houston. Davis reportedly admitted to striking and knocking Betanzos unconscious after entering the apartment and then using the scarf to strangle him to death. Investigators say Davis admitted to trying to destroy evidence by pouring bleach on the victim's body before sealing his iPhone, iPad, and truck. Deputies arrested Davis after finding him driving the victim's truck. Davis remains in jail on a $500,000 bond. He had already received two years in prison for choking a family member in 2018. Now, this isn't the first time we've seen dating apps used to help facilitate a crime. Last year in Louisiana, Holden White, then 18, had his wrists and throat cut in a violent attack. Chance Seneca, 19 years old, who White had met on Grinder, is currently charged with attempted murder in the case. He's accused of beating and slashing White, then calling 911 and telling the operator he had murdered a man and would be waiting for the arrival of the police. White survived the attack and is pressed for hate crime charges against Seneca, which have now been added. Seneca has pleaded not guilty. And in 2019, Demetrius Nelson of Detroit was arrested and charged with killing one man and wounding another he met on, uh-oh, Grinder. Also in Michigan, Mark Latunsky was charged with the murder of Kevin Bacon after the pair arranged to meet via Grinder in late 2019. The Equality Act, which would amend current federal laws to prohibit discrimination against LGBTQ people, has passed in the House of Representatives by a vote of 224 to 206. Three Republicans joined the entire Democratic caucus voting in favor of the legislation. It's worth noting that half of LGBTQ people in the United States live in the 29 states that lack comprehensive statewide protections. As a result, discrimination is still commonplace and legal. Currently, a person can be denied housing because of their sexual orientation or gender identity in 27 states, denied access to education in 31 states, and the right to serve on a jury in 41 states. Conservatives argue the Equality Act would interfere with their right to discriminate against LGBTQ people on the basis of religious liberty. 
The legislation previously was approved in the House in 2019, but former Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell never allowed a vote on the bill in the Senate. The legislation now moves to the Senate, where Democrats are in control, but with a 50-50 split, they will need 10 Republican votes in order for the bill to be approved, which could be a tall order. President Joe Biden has promised to sign the Equality Act into law if it reaches his desk. Responding to the progress of the Equality Act in the House, Republican Congressman Chris Stewart of Utah has introduced legislation that he calls a counterproposal to the Equality Act. Like the Equality Act, Stewart says his bill, titled the Fairness for All Act, would expand existing federal laws regarding anti-LGBTQ discrimination, but with some huge differences. For instance, under the Fairness for All Act, faith-based adoption agencies would continue to receive federal funds but could refuse to place children with potential LGBTQ parents under the guise of religious freedoms. Also, religious schools would be allowed to discriminate against LGBTQ people. And, while the Equality Act clearly states transgender people would have access to bathrooms and locker rooms that align with their gender identity, the Fairness for All Act is vague on that issue. The Fairness for All Act would also include an exemption that would allow businesses to refuse to serve LGBTQ people if they have fewer than 15 employees. And while the Equality Act specifies that the 1993 Religious Freedom Restoration Act, or RIFRA, could not be used as a legal defense in court against cases of anti-LGBTQ discrimination, the Fairness for All Act would allow religious beliefs to justify discriminatory actions. In other words, what's the point? Stewart's bill has 21 Republican co-sponsors, but no Democrats signed on to the legislation, even though Stewart initially indicated his bill would have bipartisan support. Congressman David Cicilline, Democrat from Rhode Island, the sponsor of the Equality Act, told the Washington Blade that the Fairness for All Act would very clearly be worse than nothing. He said, quote, For the first time in our history, it would actually put in federal statute provisions that permit discrimination against the LGBTQ community. It would be a tremendous step backwards, which is why it's not supported by any major LGBT organization, and all of the major LGBT organizations support the Equality Act. He added, the Stewart Bill is a tremendous step backwards in our fight for full equality. In good news, the largest Protestant adoption and foster agency in the United States announced that it will open up its services to LGBTQ parents nationwide. The president and chief executive of Bethany Christian Services, Chris Paluski, informed his staff that the change would go into effect immediately, according to an email obtained by the New York Times. Previously, the Michigan-based organization in most states referred LGBTQ parents to different agencies. The sudden change comes as several cities and states have mandated that adoption agencies accept same-sex parents in order to receive government funding. It's always about the dollar, folks. The change in policy was sparked in part by the story of a lesbian couple in Philadelphia that was referred to a different agency. News of the referral led the city to suspend contracts with Bethany's local branch, as well as a Catholic social services agency. Bethany's eventually complied with the city's requirement. P.S. Catholic Social Services did not comply, choosing instead to take the city to court. 
That case has yet to be decided. As of late 2020, Bethany had branches in 12 states allowing LGBTQ families to adopt. Bethany's National Board voted in January to approve an inclusivity resolution that removed its previous statement from 2007 that, quote, God's design for the family is a covenant and lifelong marriage of one man and one woman. Bethany says it intends to provide training to all employees in the coming months, including at its locations where employees have not worked with LGBTQ parents. And in entertainment news, Stephen Cannells, the executive producer, writer, director, and co-creator of the acclaimed TV series Pose, announced today that it will end after the upcoming third season. In a message posted on Twitter, he wrote, Hey Pose fam, we made the decision to end the show after three seasons because we reached the intended ending of our story. This experience has been life-changing. Thank you is too small a word, and yet, it's what's in my heart. Hope to see you on May 2nd when we debut. Kennels also attached a further statement which read, quote, Write the TV show you want to watch. That's what I was told in 2014 while completing my MFA in screenwriting. At the time, we weren't seeing very many Black and Latino characters that happened to also be LGBTQ+, populating screens. And so I wrote the first draft of a pilot the younger me deserved. Pose was conceived as a love letter to the underground New York ballroom community, to my beloved New York, to my queer and trans family, and to myself. I, along with my incredible collaborators, never intended on changing the TV landscape. I simply wanted to tell an honest story about family, resilience, and love. How fortunate am I to have done that for three seasons. I'm filled with gratitude to our intrepid writers, cast, crew, and producers who worked tirelessly to make Pose come to life, humbled by our loyal audience, thankful to the ballroom community who trusted us to tell their story, overwhelmed by the critics who warmly embraced us, and forever indebted to Ryan Murphy, FX, and 20th Century Television for changing my life. The series garnered multiple Emmy and Golden Globe nominations for its first two seasons, including a win for Billy Porter for Outstanding Lead Actor in a Drama Series at the 2019 Emmy Awards. Don't miss the Series 3 premiere of Pose, May 2nd, on FX. And that brings me to the end of this episode of The Randy Report. If you enjoy catching up on LGBTQ news in a quick podcast, I'd appreciate it if you would share it with your friends. I like to think of The Randy Report as the 60 minutes of gay news, only shorter. And remember, you can find me every single day on the internet at therandyreport.com, where I cover the daily news cycle regarding politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community and its allies. Just a few quick reminders. Please wear a face mask in public, wash your hands a lot, practice social distancing, and take care of yourselves. Thanks for listening, folks. See you next time.